You're listening to Season 2 by Shawnita, Holiness Series Novel, Weighing My Options, Chapter 4. Brianna didn't believe in ghosts. Therefore, it seemed impossible for a picture to be tagged of her on La Uniqua's profile. Curiosity won her over and she logged into book time. There, in living color for the entire World Wide Web, to behold, sat an infamous picture of herself, Tony, Julie, and La Uniqua in their high school cafeteria, posted up trying to look casual about spending three hours every morning to look cute. Those were good times. Cute seemed like an everyday crisis in high school. There were several comments on the picture from some of her old classmates, asking where she'd been, what happened to Julie, and if Tony ever hit the lottery like she used to claim she had the mathematical equation to do. Brianna chuckled. Life's worries and concerns before 18 seemed so light compared to the mountains of issues and problems she faced. Clicking on other pictures of the album marked My Childhood, Brianna noticed how many of her favorite pictures of La Uniqua were missing. La Uniqua hadn't posted one picture from homecoming or prom that showed off her pop star quality figure. It struck Brianna as odd. La Uniqua hadn't uploaded copies of those pictures instead of goofy slides of them playing around in science lab and the cafeteria. With a few quick clicks on the keyboard, Brianna added her comment about the moment captured with the Fab Fine Four to the others. She switched over to Lionequa's main profile page and posted her condolences, feelings of loss and love for her cousin. Her mind drifted beyond high school back into middle and elementary school when her own battles with the bulge began. Somewhere between third and fifth grade, she traded down to yummy Jebby's cream-filled pastry snacks instead of her mother's arms for comfort. Throughout middle school, her cute elementary pudginess threatened to spill over into the land of Portly. By high school, her love for roller skating and swimming in the summer saved her from the hollow halls of Fat Girl. For a torturous four years, she was the second curviest of the fab fine four. La Uniqua held the curviest title to Brianna's delight. Conversations they shared poking fun at the quote-unquote fluffy girls in their lunch period taunted Brianna. Her adult curves made big girls from high school look like twigs. If she remembered her cousin well, her reluctance to post any pictures from her more svelte days meant she surpassed the size of the girls they teased in high school, too. Nothing humbled her more than becoming what she once mocked. A long sigh battled its way out of Brianna's nostrils and entered a tug of war with an overwhelming desire to grab a handful of her favorite silver-covered chocolate candies. Part of her wanted to be soothed with the sweet therapy she employed years ago. Another part of her screamed out for her to see the irony of Lyoniqua's situation, the irony of her own situation. Here in the kitchen of a three-story, all-brick mini-mansion, childless and obese, 
said the girl voted most likely to stop traffic with her smile. Unless she did something soon, traffic would be stopping for her the way it would stop for La Uniqua. Julie hated going to lunch by herself at work. Just like high school, fat girls ate alone at the courthouse. If they didn't eat alone, they ate together. Today, her partner in line chose to go walking at a nearby park in one of her endless weight loss attempts. So Julie opted to stay in the back office of her division and use her computer to check out book time pics of her brother's kids. She liked a few of the poses and candid shots. Nothing like a hood chick to make kids acting up appear cute. Too bad there were no showcases for children from lower income families to enter. Her niece and nephew would rack up. A notification for a picture with her in it on La Uniqua's page made Julie pause. La Uniqua would be the only dead person she knew who could post pictures of herself and family from the grave. The girl made the principal of the school look like an underachiever on her worst days. A heaviness settled into Julie's shoulders as she looked at the photo of herself, Brianna, Tony, and the queen of curves herself, La Uniqua. No one knew about her other life, the one where she was the white sheep in a speckled family of the most loving people she'd ever known. Nothing like the hard-nosed, uppity poor folks she encountered in her current town. It never occurred to her she didn't act like a quote-unquote proper white girl, whatever the hell that meant. So she popped her gum and her booty better than most girls from the local projects. That didn't mean there was something wrong with her. No one would ever make her feel bad about how she acted because of where she came from and whom her mother married. Her daddy did more for her than many fathers did for their biological children. She gathered that much from girls' conversations she overheard passing through the halls in high school. Just like everywhere else, no one spoke to the weird new girl. Julie picked up her foot-long Italian sausage sub. Her insides cringed when emotions tried to come up about her loneliness and social neglect sophomore to senior year of high school. Not one soul at the school in the town Big Chris moved to for work consoled her when her mother passed. Instead of wallowing in self-pity or seeing a therapist, she took on the role of surrogate mother to her younger siblings and caretaker to her father. He took her mother's death hardest of all. They never talked about it, but his drinking made up for what he didn't share in words. Her dad fought, prayed, tried, and gave 100% until the day her mother died. Once the dirt hit the casket and all of the mourners went away, the only solace her dad found came in a bottle. Lionique's goofy smile filled Julie's computer screen. She swiped the screen to see all of them. Brianna commented on their funny for some minutes before Julie pulled the site up. Julie added her comments about the picture and their weird popularity too. Once her comment posted, Julie added a quick, love you forever, cuzzo, to Lionique's profile. No one had to know she used to be somebody before she moved to this godforsaken town. Nobody had to know. It was the memories of her former life and watching her brothers and sisters grow up that gave her small moments of joy. Julie tore into her cheesy mound of happiness. 
her siblings, taking care of her dad and happy hour were more than enough to keep her time occupied until she joined her cousin and mom in that cafeteria they'd all share in the afterlife. Munching on her chips and sipping her 40 ounce cup of soda, Julie looked through the rest of the photos in Lionique's high school year album. Sadness snuggled down into the rolls of her neck. No problem, a beeline to her favorite watering hole for Appy Hour couldn't fix. An alarm on her smartphone sounded and a smile lit up the screen. Time for you to clean out your email inbox, Tony. It used to freak her out when the computerized lady would tell her to do something. Now it seemed like she had an actual assistant. Tony pulled her email up and made quick work of the corporate inbox. Her clients were a lot less harried after tax season ended. A few extensions were posted, but those same people would start their worry frenzy until the end of July. Emails in her personal inbox held a different testimony. Some people may have been intimidated by 6,000 unopened emails. Tony decided to take it as a challenge. Outside of coupons and online group invitations, most of them were ministry newsletters from her holy roller days. Even though she didn't run with that crowd anymore, most days she found bits of strength in the archives of people's Christianocracy delusions. Everyone wanted to be the next quote-unquote big ministry celebrity. If God could use a donkey and a rooster, he could speak to her through deluded humans too. An email from Book Time notifying her of being in someone's photo piqued her interest. Lionique's name slowed her progress for a moment. No time to start mourning her protege like the present. Despite their distance in miles, Tony tracked her cousin's professional success and took pride in her influence on Lionique's aspirations to do something with her life. Every time she texted, emailed, or called Tony, gave her scripture prayers, and love. She would be able to hold her head high about their relationship at the reunion. It ended the way she liked. No words left unspoken, no love withheld, and no regrets. Pictures of them on the dance squad before and after games filled an album marked high school. None of them was the most flattering, but they were more concerned with having fun in high school than looking sexy. Something she noticed had changed in recent years among high school girls. Ministering to the youth at her former church, each girl who shared how inferior and insecure she felt about her looks ripped little holes in Tony's soul. It was an amazing day when she led them to a website that chronicled all of the changes graphic designers put pictures through before they were published in magazines. The models didn't even measure up to industry standards and software picked up where God left off. There they were, the Fab Fine Four. Some sappy nickname her ex-boyfriend gave them. A tear rolled down Tony's cheek as she stared at her 16-year-old cousin. They hadn't danced at each other's weddings. She hadn't bounced her second cousin on her knee. No one would sing at her wedding better than La Uniqua. None of their adult dreams had come true outside of the boardroom. Her little cousin was gone. Tony commented on the photo of them together in the cafeteria. Comments from Brianna and Julie above hers caught her attention. Her mouth clicked on both of their names and sent connection requests. 
Within moments, she received confirmation they were now friends. Tony switched over to Lionequa's profile and uploaded a photo of flowers. Typing in her cousin's birth and death year proved more than her heart could handle, so she typed in Heavenly Diva instead. A message in her inbox from Julie pulled Tony away from the grief weighing on her heart. Brianna's name popped up in bold type above Julie's message. In two clicks, both messages were combined. Tony told each of them she missed them and they had to get together at the reunion in Lionequa's honor and for old time's sake. Brianna replied with a tear and a happy face. Julie sent back her old favorite, yep, yep. Tony typed in, see you soon, and logged off. In her heart, she believed Lionequa was smiling down on the trio from heaven. hope you enjoyed Weighing My Options Chapter 4, written and read by Shawnita. Please tell your friends about the podcast and join us next week for Chapter 5.